0: The Real Estate Talk Podcast, Season 2, with Robert Kyleman and Joshua Britt. That's correct. Featuring topics about real estate nobody is talking about. on it. The Real Estate Talk Podcast starts now. All right, all right. Welcome to another Real Estate Talk Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. We're about to talk about. Hard Money Lending. We're going to get into that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I bet you were wondering one day what it would be like to flip a house. I'm sure there's members of our audience over there that are saying, man, I watched this HGTV flip or flop, flopper or flip, and uh, I noticed how much money they're making. They're making like $60,000, $80,000 per flip. Man, I can do that if only, if only I had enough money to get this started. Well, today we're going to talk a bit about that and how to get money. And one of the avenues and how to get money to fund a flip is through hard money lending. And uh, we'll go ahead and go around the corner, uh, around the table, and uh, do some introductions. I'm Rob Kyleman. I'm Joshua Briggs. All right, real estate agents, investors, and co hosts of the Real Estate Talk Podcast. And joining with us today is Mr. John Eubanks from Commercial Lending LLC, That's your correct. hard your hard money lender. You uh, finance rehabs, construction loans, and what else?
1: Land acquisition.
0: Oh, okay. So lots of different things uh, that you do to provide money and resources for people out there that want to get into the investment game. John, thanks for coming on the show and welcome. Thank you very much. All right, appreciate it.
2: All right, John. So I'm going to start off with all the questions. I got all the hard stuff for you. I, I, I went online and I said, OK, what are the hardest questions to uh, that we can interview <laughs> a hard money lender or a private lender? What are the hardest questions? So I'm coming to you with all the questions that are found online online. And we're hoping you're going to give everybody the answers they're looking for. So first question is, can you explain to us in simple terms what hard money lending is?
1: Hard money lending is anything other than
2: bank financing.
1: And typically, you're financing on the hard equity in the property. You're not financing the individual's credit, net worth, tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs like a standard mortgage. You're looking at the property as the hard asset, what backs up the loan, and that's what you're lending on.
0: Is it basically a future of how much money that house will be worth or what it's currently worth?
1: It's more of what it's currently worth and what it'll be worth in the future because you're lending on the current value plus the rehab work that needs to be done to present what will be the future value. Hmm. And you define... Uh, by the appraisal, what that value should be and how much profit that'll be made. Hmm. Because the name of the game here is just not
2: to buy and lose money, but to buy and make money. Right. Right. Okay. So if I heard you correctly, you're loaning against a hard asset. So, you know, you mentioned W-2s. Is that taken into consideration on whether or not I get qualified for a hard money loan? No, that would be if you went to a bank to get a loan. Gotten. but not to a hard money or private lender. Okay. All right. So the next question is what is like what would be the difference between the hard money and the traditional lending? Like what what would I need to do if I wanted to go through you for a loan in comparison to what would happen if I went to a bank for lending? Well, to a bank, it could take you a month or two to get the loan because of all the
1: guidelines, they're going to want their appraiser to do the appraisal on that, which sometimes an appraisal could take three to four weeks. So it's time is the biggest factor. And with a private lender like myself, we normally review and approve loans in three days. Wow. Hmm. We don't need any income. Yeah. No income verification, no asset verification, Uh, And we're looking at the hard asset of the
2: property for review. All right. So the next one is, um, can you kind of walk us through the process so that way that a buyer, like I'm a brand new, you know, person in the industry. I'm getting ready to flip my first house and I come to you with this deal and I think it's a great deal. And, you know, I've talked to my real estate agent. My real estate agent told me this is rock (laughs) solid. I'm going to make a lot of money off of it. What would I need to do bringing this deal to you? Well, yes. uh, A lot of times when someone calls me about a particular
1: deal, uh, what the agent has told them is not necessarily what that property is really worth.
0: Oh, for real? (laughs) For real. Are they just being a little bit ambitious on the price?
1: Uh, They want to hype the customer up and say, this is the best deal you're ever going to find, and you've got to buy it right now because there's six other people – that are ready to buy this house if you don't oh, buy it now. FOMO, fear of missing yeah. out. That's, <laughs> that's, that's sales tactic. Tactic. That's right. Yeah. So I've got to take it from that point and figure out exactly what that property should sell for because I'm going to back into that number what you should buy it for. So I'm going to look to see what that property should sell for. Back up from there, what's the rehab cost going to be? Back up from there this is what you need to buy it for. And if you pay more than this and you rehab it and it looks great, you're not going to have enough profit in the deal. So
2: that's what you have to look at. Okay. So, so if I understand you correctly, you know, my agent brought me this deal. They told me, oh, you're going to make $400,000.
0: So much money.
2: Yeah. So I need to, Basically, look at that number and work it backwards. So, Correct. take into consideration my real estate commissions I'm going to have to pay to my agent who told me this was a rock solid deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the potentially the buyer's closing cost, my own closing cost, and then the cost of rehab and finance charges, too. Finance charges, and I want to make some money, too. And you want to make a profit. <laughs> So that's how we come up to where we should be at on our offer. That's exactly right. And one rule of thumb, a quick rule of thumb, is identifying
1: first what the property should sell for. That's that's number one. I okay. mean, good information in is good information out. So take that, what the property should sell for, and do some research yourself you could easily go to Zillow and do some searches and get some ideas of what those homes are selling for in the neighborhood or call another agent and get some information to see. So there's plenty of ways to look at valuation. Call a mortgage broker or a mortgage lender, talk to them about it, or a private lender. But if you come up with a real value, it should sell for about 350 Take 70% of that number. Now subtract out the real cost of your renovation from that number, and that should be approximately your buy price. You're going to be a whole lot closer to what you need to buy it for because the 70% number, the 30% discount there, is going to represent real estate commissions, interest and closing costs on your loan, and at least a 10% profit margin. Got it. So that Mm. makes sense. Yeah. It's a simple math. So now, and that's called a residual method. You're starting from what it should sell for, and you're pushing your way back to
2: what you need to buy it for. Okay, so let's just, let's just play this scenario out, right? My agent said that it's worth $400, John. Like, okay. well, I'm going to get $400. I'm going to make mm-hmm. it look beautiful, and I'm going to get 400 What are the checks and balances that you have in place in order to make sure that – One, you don't loan me a bunch of money that I can't make any money with and I go bust, if you will. Uh, What are the checks and balances in that process? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is get the the address from
1: you, get a list of the repairs that you've come up with, what it's going to cost to fix it, show me some photos of the inside and outside of the property, and from your agent, show me at least three comps in that neighborhood that support that 400,000. With that information, I turn it over to my staff appraiser, run the numbers on this property, see if it makes sense. This is a new uh, investor coming in. We wanna start getting his business, so let's make sure we do our job right up front. And once I get that number back and I get his four or five comps, I can send that to you and say, this is more realistic. And here's what your repair cost is going to be. And this is what you need to buy it for.
0: Hmm.
2: Okay. Now, you send me back your comps, and I take them to my agent. And my <clears throat> agent's like, no, but there's this other house over here, and it sold for this much, and I think it's going to get it. How is it that my agent is so far off on their number, and your numbers are what are considered ground truth for you? And you know, I have to work off your numbers because you're the one loaning me the money. Like, how does that happen? Is it, you know, are the comps just not the same? Like, what's a good rule of thumb for an agent or myself to go with for pulling comps? If that's a 2,000-square-foot home built in 1960
1: and it consists of three bedrooms, one-and-a-half baths, that's what you need to look for. Comparable homes, comparable bedrooms, bathrooms, and square footage. Those are the properties to pay attention to and see if there's other homes in that neighborhood that have been fixed up in the past year or two and what did they sell for. Okay. And today there's plenty of comps out there to do that with because there's a lot of homes selling. So that should be an easy number to identify. Is there any limit to how far away they should look? You shouldn't go outside the neighborhood and you can pretty much any major highways don't cross stay inside that box mm-hmm.
0: yeah, always went half mile radius around properties yeah
1: half a mile radius is good but if you crossed over in this area like 264 mm-hmm. into another neighborhood
0: yeah well i mean it depends on what that neighborhood is i mean yes. you can get into a million dollar neighborhood before that, you know it that's <laughs> right that's what he's saying that's yeah. what I mean, i'm don't saying cross yeah. that highway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So. okay um so, all right, we got the, the lending process down. Um, how is it possible, right? Because I'm looking and I'm like, hey, you know, it seems like the hard money lenders are making a lot of money. Is there any way that I could just start my own lending fund? Sure. Yeah. How much you want to lose.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, starting your own private lending operation. First, you should be very experienced as an agent, buying and selling real estate, fixing it up. After you've done probably 10 or 20 homes, I think you're going to have a better idea of how difficult this could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're sitting on the opposite side of the fence. Now somebody's bringing you the deal and you've got to explain to them, this doesn't work and this is why. Well, My agent says, but I've done this over the past three or four years, and I've done 15 to 20 homes, and here's how I made money. And that's more important than my agent says. Mm -hmm. Not to put down an agent because some agents are very good, and they know what that property is worth.
2: So what would the stress be like? I imagine that yeah, this is like a my stress. Mom, I got three
0: hundred thousand dollars on this one, another five hundred on that one. You know, is that stressful? Or? You
1: know, people ask me, "How do I approve a loan?" Yeah, and I've used this illustration a lot. Now, right now at the local Cadillac dealer, you could buy a brand new Escalade for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars sitting on the showroom floor. Do you want to go buy that car today for one hundred twenty-five thousand? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> but what if you could buy it for 100? Uh,
2: it's More interesting. Uh,
1: How about 75?
2: 75 I'm G- there. Why did
1: you change your mind? Oh,
2: well, cuz I got it for 50,000 less. <laughs> okay. So, are you going to keep it or are you going to flip it and sell
1: it and make money? I might
0: flip it. <laughs> there I might. There you just go. Just flip it.
1: <laughs> there you go. So you just approved a loan. That's the same principle. So never lend on something that you don't want to own.
2: Mm, that's a good good principle. If you
1: look at the property when you review it and say, at this price, yeah, I'll buy
2: it. Mm. That's what you're talking about. So move yourself, move the the buyer out of it and put yourself in that position Correct. and say, if I had to own this, I would be happy with yeah. this.
1: And that's called calculated risk.
0: You You've go.
1: just calculated the risk by which you would buy that car.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me ask, ask you a scenario. Okay. All right. I'm going to pretend like I never flipped a house before. Um, hey, hey, John, you know, I found this house. Uh, it costs, they want 300 grand for it. Uh, uh, my agent found it on the MLS for 300 grand. Uh, he thinks it's worth 400 grand when it's done. Uh, I don't got no money, though. And I got a 500 credit score. How can I flip this house?
1: That's going to be very difficult. <laughs> but I do have people that call me in those scenarios. Yeah. Recently, I had one in Chesapeake that called me, and I've got the property under contract and gave me the number, mm. and I looked at what it was worth and the price and what it needed. It was a rental property. A mm. friend of this person was selling it. Yeah. So I ran the numbers, and I said, so what are you buying it for? I'm buying it for $125,000. No, it was an in-unit townhouse. It needed quite a bit of work. Mm-hmm. And I said, go back and see if you can get it purchased for $95,000. Okay. And sure enough, two weeks later, okay, I got the seller to lower it to $95,000. And I said, now what I can do is I can find a buyer that you can flip that property to and make about $22,000. Are you interested in just signing a piece of paper and making 25000 Now you've got money to move forward on the next property possibly. Hmm. He said, deal. Basically Get it done.
0: wholesaled it? Is that basically what it So, yes. Yeah. He
1: wholesaled it to another customer that I finance, and that person fixed it up down the road, put it on the market, and sold it. Okay. He's happy. He found a real good deal. Yeah, I don't want him to lose that. Yeah, I want him to get in the business and make money. Mm-hmm. So, what can I do? Move him into somebody that would buy it.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, that right there, that's a that's nice. that's nice of you to do. that. That is, that's very generous. I don't think that if you call, no, wait a
1: minute, that's not generous. I'm making money too.
2: I, I get that you're making money also, but, <laughs> but you don't hear, many but yeah, people yeah you doing don't hear that. people mentoring yeah. other. This is, I this falls along the lines of mentorship. Uh, yeah, for me, right. There's not many people out here who will mentor you in this business. Um, I
1: was just fatil- facilitating a sale. Yes. But that's
2: like mentoring, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think in this situation, you help this person. and immensely. And maybe, and, you know, again, uh, you're also in a customer service business as well. And so it helps you as well to help generate as many investors. That's correct. Groom as many investors correct. as possible because correct. they'll keep coming back to you. So I like that example because there's probably somebody out there who's watching or listening right now who's like, I got this really good deal. But I don't know how to get it done. I don't have the capital to do it. And that scenario, you wholesale the deal, get some capital to your in your pocket, and then set yourself up for the next one.
1: That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. I mean, I've, you know, in life, if you help people get what they want, you will get what you want.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you heard that before?
1: Yeah. 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 And it's so true. If you look out for other people, you're going to get what you want.
2: Yeah. Mm, I like it. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the most misunderstood aspect of hard money lending?
1: Uh, That's a good one. I, I would say it's so difficult to figure out exactly how the process works because everybody is different. This is not like calling town bank and getting their rates today on a mortgage and then calling some other bank and getting their rates, they're going to be pretty much the same. But when you go to a private lender or a hard money lender, those rates can fluctuate a lot, and the cost of that loan can be crazy. So you need to shop. You need to shop.
2: Okay, now I've heard you say private lending a few times. So is there a difference between hard money lending and private lending? And if so, like what's the differences? Well, most Uh, Hard Money Loans is an
1: individual that's a broker, and he brings that deal in, and then he shops it around to other hard money lenders. And then he finds somebody that's interested in that loan, and then he presents it to him. Uh, But my company, Commercial Lending, and how we work is we're a private lender. It's our money. We don't shop it around, nor do we sell the loan off. In 24 years, never sold a loan off. And we'll review and approve that loan in approximately three days, and you pay no appraisal and no money up front for us to make that decision and send it to you in writing, a commitment letter for you to sign so we can go to closing. You're not going to find that at all in a – hard money lender. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. They're gonna charge you fees up front to yeah. look at the loan. They can't get it done, you lose the fee. Uh, they're also gonna charge you points, and that would be 1% of the loan amount. Hmm. So $100,000 so is a
0: 1,000 for- 1,000,
1: 2,000, 3,000, hmm. whatever that is. <clears throat> and then you're gonna have to make monthly payments on that loan from the day you close until that loan is paid off. Interest is accruing. You got to make payments. So in that scenario, you had to pay money up front to get the loan. You have to pay monthly payments at the same time you're trying to spend your money to fix the property up. Private lending, the way we work it, there's no points. There's no fee up front to review your loan. There's no monthly payments, and that's up to a six-month loan. We want that property finished as soon as possible and back on the market, hopefully in three to four months. I think that's a reasonable time. Yeah. yeah. And that gives you marketing time to get it sold a couple months. But let's say you need more time. We'll give you a 90-day extension, not a 30 or 60, but a 90-day extension for free. Wow. So if you borrowed a hundred thousand. Usually that me, costs more. It does. Extension. And it
2: normally we'll have you refinance it, pay more points, and get more money. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like this process here. Or they tack it on. <laughs> oh yeah, they tack yeah. it on. It's under contract.
1: It's gonna pay off in thirty days. Okay, well that'll be another five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, do I have an option? No. Mm-hmm. So with us, if you borrowed a hundred thousand dollars, We're we're just ten percent fixed cost loan, so your payoff day one is one hundred and ten, a hundred ten percent is one hundred and ten. Six months from now, it's one hundred and ten. After the extension, it's one hundred and ten.
2: Nice. That's pretty easy to understand. It's very good. That's that's the simplest math. Uh, Everything else with points and that. Prime, you know, some of the rates they charge are like prime mm-hmm. plus five or prime plus four. That, that math gets difficult, especially for somebody new. This is probably a better way of going through it.
0: it How much is. was the down payment again uh, when
1: you do the loan? Normally, I have to look at the file. But yeah. if someone calls me and says, I bought this property for 300000 okay, I'm going to normally want 20 to 30% down. So you got to be vested in there. Just, Remember,
0: like a, just like an investor conventional almost. Yeah. yeah.
1: Remember, I'm a lender, not yeah. a partner. Yeah. So I'm going to take a certain amount of risk, but you've got to take a certain amount of risk. Yeah. You've got
0: to have- Some skin in the game.
1: You've got to have skin in the game. Yeah. Then I'm going to finance, so you're going to put 30% down, or it mm-hmm. could be 20, and then I'm going to finance 100% of the rehab costs. Mm. So let's say you're going to spend 30000 in the rehab. Paint, carpet, heating, air conditioning, uh, roof, windows. I'll break that into two separate draws. You get half of it done, I release that money. You get the rest of it done, I release that money. And I've got inspectors, which I call boots on the ground, that work in all the areas Mm -hmm. that we lend in. And they come by and inspect that property Mm -hmm. to see how things are progressing and see if you need any help or advice on certain repairs. So that you get it finished and it looks great and it's on the market. That's the key. When you fix a property up, don't cut corners. No. Because it shows. It does. And maybe the buyer doesn't see that, but the agent does. Mm -hmm. And they'll walk right out of the house and say, no, you don't want this house. There's a lot of problems here. Yeah. Oh, no. This is exactly where we want to live. No, it isn't. Let's go. (laughs) Get in the car.
0: That's right. I mean, exactly right. No lie. I do that with buyers too. I'm like, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. That's right. This is wrong. This is not right. This is cut wrong. That's right. They didn't install this. They didn't put any caulk here. That, you know, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah.
2: So, what are the like top three things that, you know, someone looking to get into flipping houses, what's the top three things that you would say they should know before they get into this?
1: I think they should. Possibly work with somebody that's got experience, number one, to Agree. really learn. Agree. Because you don't want to make a mistake on a three dollars or $400,000 investment. Uh, this is – if you're going to flip properties, this is probably one of the biggest investments you're going to make. And you've got to know everything that it's going to take to make profit on that transaction. So partner with somebody. Get in, find somebody that does this work or partner with a contractor that you know that does quality work. Why don't we team up together? Put our resources together. Let's buy this home together. Let's both learn how to do this. The, the TV shows, uh, there's a lot of editing on those
0: shows. Yeah. That like it not- only takes five days to do it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or or a half an hour is the show yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're there a half an hour later going, wow, I could do that. And make 80 grand. Oh, my God. In, in Look what hour. they made. And they thought it was going to sell for 400 and it sold for 450. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if only it was like if all the high points. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. I, I've, in the past 10 years— I've never seen somebody that came in and bought a property for 50% of its value. (laughs) And it doesn't need any work at all. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, I get a lot of folks that are like, yeah, I want to get into the flipping game, but uh, I just want little cosmetic things, like, you know, paint. Yeah. And uh, like paint, you guys want to, like, rip apart bathrooms, knock down walls. No, 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 nothing like that. Just paint, maybe uh, replace a vanity. You know, maybe replace the appliances. You get any of those. Right,
1: right. Yeah, you know, people always talk to me about paint. What color should we paint? That's easy. White. <laughs> white. White, 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 and white. <laughs> How can you go wrong? You know? And they think, oh, I think we should paint some rooms like a light blue or some teal color or maybe some pink color in a bedroom for maybe a child? White. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> the answer. They're overthinking it. They're
1: yeah. overthinking
0: yeah. it. You're not
2: yeah. going to live there.
0: Yeah. Right. right. Neutral colors, neutral furnishings, stuff that most people would like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, wouldn't put, into a broad audience. I wouldn't put white carpet in, No. of no. course. <laughs> <laughs> Showing day four, it would be already destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what else you got?
2: Uh, the next one is, what do lenders look for in a potential borrower? The first thing I'm going to ask is for experience. Hmm. And what I don't
1: want to hear is, I used to do this 10 years ago. But when the market <laughs> took a downturn, I stopped doing it for a while. And I want to get
0: back into it now. Okay, Um
1: How much money do you have?
0: What does that say to you, though, when somebody says that?
1: Oh, it sends off a lot of signals that I'd better be careful. Because the first thing I'll say is, how much money do you have to invest? How much do I need? Okay, well, how much do you have right now in dollars and cents? I'm looking for a number. Yeah. Well, I could get my hands on whatever I need. Okay, you got $100,000? Oh, it would take that much? Well, how much can you get your hands on? And so you automatically know that this isn't going well Mm -hmm. right there. And uh, so, yeah, I have to screen the people because I don't want to waste any more time than I have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I've talked to people. If you find a deal of the century, you call me and I'll walk you through it and see if it's really something that we can work on that's all I can do. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really care if they've had a bankruptcy five years ago or they had a car repossessed. I, I, I want to make sure the property makes sense because mm-hmm. that's the collateral, but we will run the credit to make sure the IRS or the federal government's not looking for you.
0: Yeah. So don't put any liens on your assets. Exactly. <laughs>
1: that's right. It's important to know that.
2: Okay, so what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to get started for the first time?
1: Well, uh, probably three things. You need some money. You need to know how to get a contract in there to fix the property up. So you need to have a contractor in mind. And um, you need to be able to really calculate what that property's worth and what you're going to buy it for. And I can help you with that. Okay. You need some experience. You need to you know work with somebody that's got experience, you know. I think I said that earlier.
2: Yeah, do but a joint venture.
1: You got to you got to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean uh you can't be you, in this business, you don't jump into the deep end if you can't swim.
0: <laughs>
1: okay? Yeah. You can wade in and watch your friend out there in the deep end helping Put this deal together, but just don't jump into the deep end.
2: All right. And so, if there was uh, in closing, if there was like one like it, for for the people out there who are like trying to negotiate a deal, right? They're they're with someone, they f- then they're trying to negotiate the deal to make the most amount of p- money possible. What advice would you give to them in the negotiation of the deal? Well,
1: um, you're probably not going to find a deal on the MLS with a real estate agent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. That's number one. Uh, if you want to find a deal, farm a neighborhood, find properties that need repair, knock on the door. Find properties that looks like nobody's living there. Put a flyer in the door. Uh, If you want to see if nobody's living in the house, this is a really good idea. Go to the Dollar Tree, get a Mylar happy birthday balloon, and tie it to the doorknob. If that balloon is still there in three or four days, nobody's living there.
2: That's a good one. I haven't heard (laughs) it. Because if you
1: you showed up to your house— and there's a happy birthday balloon tied to the doorknob. Are right. you going to leave it there for three or four days? No. <laughs> oh. So if I come back the next day and it's gone, somebody's living there. I yeah. need to know that, so I got to go knock on the door mm. and talk to them. Uh, I've told that to people. This property's going to foreclosure, and I don't know if anybody lives there. Put the balloon on the doorknob. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and there's your signal.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, final thoughts, Josh, what do you got? Mm,
2: I think that if you're going to get into this, I definitely would take John's advice on get started with a JV, with somebody, uh, you know, go underneath the wing of somebody who's already doing it and learn from them, an apprenticeship, if you will, of sorts. Because, you know, once you're out there and you're in it, it's sink or swim, and right. you don't want to find out you can't swim when you're in it mm-hmm. exactly
0: yeah i would agree and uh you know i get started with uh, with you join joint yeah. ventures doing flips and there's so much you learn when you're with somebody and you can understand the rhythm of way things should go when you should check on contractors where you're going to get supplies for resources. I got this mom and pop shop for flooring. I got this mom and pop shop for lumber. I got this mom and pop shop for drywall, whatever the the sources of your materials are. You need to have your costs dialed in low. Then you got to find your, your handyman and your contractors. So this guy charges this much for bathrooms. This guy only charges this much for flooring. This is my roofing guy. He's got the best prices. This is my, you know, uh, my landscaper. He's got the best prices, you know? So, And then they won't become good prices anymore. Then you're going to find your next one. But you have to have all that dialed in and know how to source new labor and new materials when that resource dries up. So I think that's another part of it, to keep your costs low so that you can have better margins after you sell the property. Um, So that's I learned so much about that when I started doing flips. And the timeline, oh, my God, the time. And if you're not ready to be a drill sergeant, uh, you know, in that property. Remember, your money's on the line, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and uh, there's people that leverage their houses against these for these projects. There's people that leverage their retirement accounts uh, against it to do it, or some of them just might have the cash uh, to leverage with hard money. But either or the heat is on and you got to be able to s- be able to perform under pressure and get this house on the market and off as soon as possible. Uh, but that's what I would that's all I would recommend and, and my thing. Yeah. John? John, anything? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, a lot of the rehabs in the past few years have kind of dwindled down quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my new construction has kicked in quite a bit. And one thing I've noticed lately is there's people that are buying lots, but they have no experience on building. Hmm. So they've teamed up with builders. I buy the lot. I paid cash for this lot. And then the builder comes in, and builds the house, they sell it, split the profits.
0: Hmm, like a what, joint venture. What
1: could be easier? That you don't have to really swing nice. the hammer. Yeah. All yeah. you're going to do is swing the pin. That's pretty nice. And you're going to put some equity in on buying this lot, so that they have money to work with. And if you're looking to buy lots, number one, public water and public sewer. Mm-hmm. That's about all you have to worry about. Utility tap's already there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because if you're looking well in septic, uh, it can get dicey. Yeah. You can always find water. You can't always get rid of water. <laughs> That's true. Good so, point. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening on our streaming platforms like Apple and Spotify. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, if you like this video, go ahead and hit subscribe. Give us a like button. If you like it, please leave a comment below. Let us know your thoughts on the hard money lending process as well as investing. With that, again, thanks for watching. See you soon.